Yes, everyone, here we go. Episode 6, Scrams Jams, a Screamo podcast. Um, my name's Tam, joined tonight as always by my main mucker, Mark Finney. How you doing, mate? No bad. Welcome back to Scrams Jams, everyone, and welcome to any new listeners who've recently found the podcast. Scrams Jams, Scrams is a way of life, and life is a way of scrams. <laughs> Oh man, that was off the cuff. Um, and also, Davy boy, how you doing, mate? Good, mate. Good, mate. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. We're scrambling all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! I'm buzzing for this tonight. Um, so we decide we we made the decision to move to recording scrams jams every two weeks. We had been battering it out every week, and. Um, uh, we decided in order to keep the quality high and the scrams um, the scrams flowing would move to two weeks so it feels like forever since we've done this I'm absolutely delighted Hi, to be here it feels like it's been a while but misses, misses guys digitally obviously misses no, I mean missed seeing your faces through your a chat. screen um, okay so um, episode 6 uh, we've got a good one tonight, a good one tonight, um, in the interest of full disclosure, this was Dave's pick, this album. Um, before we got on to to the album, and we'll maybe let Dave tell everyone what it is, um, but before we got on to that, um, we had a, the last episode, episode 5, was page 99 and document number 8. It was a bit of, I think it's fair to say there was a bit of, a bit of feedback for folk about that. Aye, well... If you remember the last episode, we were talking about uh, punk rock and the wrong hands, and we were saying it's a hot topic in Cumbernauld what the what the sample is, uh, and we can confirm what the sample is from, um, because we actually were contacted by um, the Corey, who was the bass player in Page Ninety Nine, and he told us that the sample was from uh, Sam McFeeters from Born Against, and it was on an old VHS VHS that Mike had. Um, which was amazing. He actually contacted us yeah. to let us know what it was about. How cool is that, man? Amazing, man. I got a wee tickle in my anus when I read that first time. <laughs> now you get a wee bit excited. You get a wee tickle. You wee... It was tremendous. I actually talked to him for a while, just over like the time difference, obviously. So when, I wait, when he was awake and I was asleep, we messaged back to each other and I was asking him about coming back to Europe. And he was like, yeah, definitely want to come back. Uh, but we want to come back with Majority Rule because they're really good mates with Majority Rule, which is a bit of coincidence because we'd already decided to do Majority Rule for this episode. Oh, yeah. So, ruined my vibe, man. Happy people already it, man. know what the episode's can't called. It, man. <laughs> what for the people that, what about the people that didn't know that picture? Oh, but also the episode will be, have the name of the. Aye, on oh, uh, Spotify man. and that. Oh, Dave, oh. I was really wanting to give you a big, a big moment there. But do people not turn this on with their eyes closed? Just know how to get Maybe it. Maybe any like, blind listeners out there. Just sniff it Sorry out. for uh, ruining it. For ruining it, aye. <laughs> Raging, man. Raging. Um, so, have we had a good couple of weeks since we last got together to do this? Have been. Have been good couple of weeks, aye. Just been hiking about, just been hiking about scrams. I, I listen to so much more scrams now than I did the sort of few months prior to this, to be, if I'm honest. Like listening to the same album four times in a in a row, just to get my thoughts down on it. 
It's I, good though. I'm liking it. I, I like I like doing it as well because you you get obviously you absolutely jam the album that you're talking about that week, but then you end up going like so this week uh, majority rules the no man was their their new band was like uh, jamming yeah. them and then obviously you've got all the other bands that you go oh, man, I think I, I was just for whatever reason probably because you're like oh I wasn't I wasn't that when I was when I first time I heard the majority of the album so you start listening to like yeah. other records as well and similar ones so I what else she's been listening to apart from my Drew oh I've been listening to listening to all sorts I mean revit today I actually went on a bit of a shins binge oh aye. so I went a couple of, a couple of walks a day the school running that um, and just listening to the sort of first couple of Shins albums. Just digging all your kids. It was just that sort of day, do. like a sunny day, just walking about listening to Caring is Creepy and like the right thing to do. So that's a, that's probably an exclusive to Scram's Jams listeners that Scram's is not the only type of music <laughs> that we listen to. What about you, uh, I hate the guy. couple of newer Scram's men who listen to Novelascara and... Kamuso, a Japanese band. Um, but then also a bit of Run the Jewels as well. Can Getting he... back into them. So, How good was that Run the Jewels show in Glasgow we went to? Oh, amazing. VG. Do you sometimes fit? Sometimes we like to see Run the Jewels and I sometimes get a wee scrams I sometimes get a wee scrams vibe off them sometimes when they're like pretty energetic and they're aye. They're one of I don't know, you probably know more more uh, like hip hop or whatever than me but I sometimes get a wee scrams vibe off them I, they're pretty I, charged they are charged they're pumped do you think they're scrammers? do you think Killer Mike listens to Orchid? maybe I don't know well they like I know they like Rage Against the Machine so you could maybe go into a heavier rock take, vibe for there take the jump if you're listening Killer Mike <laughs> <laughs> Um, who's your fa- who's your fucking hero in the on uh, Orchid Gatefold? Get that get that information to his killer mic, please. <laughs> so um we'll we'll follow the same format as we as we usually do. So um I think the cat's out the bag. Um this week it's majority rule. Dave, the album we're talking about this week is Emergency Numbers. Um tremendous album that we've been speaking about um discussing for, for for a few weeks now so format will be um just the general um bit of chat about the band a bit of chat about the the sort of overall sound um and then we'll, we'll, we'll maybe go through the each individual song um and then if if anyone's seen them seen them live we'll, we'll give a wee chat about that who could possibly have seen them live at near eh? um but, <laughs> Do you know who you sound like? The, what? Who's the who's the guy for Clyde One? The football phone in. Gordon. Sh- Bur- Hugh Keevans. Ah, you sound like Hugh <laughs> Keevans. <laughs> specky. Was it something called him a specky? Is that a specky wank? What did somebody call him? In there? <laughs> specky wank. You're the Hugh Keevans. I'm the Hugh Keevans of the screamo world. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. That's a title. Any uh, American listeners, you need to uh, Google Hugh Keevans, uh, Clyde Super Scoreboard, <laughs> and you'll see. You will see what they call a Specky Wank. Specky um, Rodney for real. Specky Rodney for real. Any other feedback for last week, Finny? We want to talk about. Um, we have one rating 
we need to get some more ratings in, people. So um, we've got a rating for Steve. Um, and he gives it a hard 10 gatos for document number eight. Um, but he's not including the split tracks in that. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. He's, what, uh, he's at the last he's, two. Uh, 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 Ultra orthodox. He's, uh, he is. He's OG. Um, aye, cool. So that's that's pretty much all the feedback. Um, with a few people getting buzzed about the preview picture we put up on Instagram. Yeah. Everybody guessing it was majority rule. Um, <laughs> Wonky reduction says you might see hear you might say hearing this next podcast is an emergency. <laughs> Here we so, love, we like really, that sort of. We like part. that kind of part. So you hit us with the, you hit us with the un- uncle, uncle part. The dad part. Hit us with that. Give us, give us it all. Right, awesome. What about um? There was a couple. Of, what about Welsh Nathan? He'd a he'd a comment. Did they know we wanted to do? Uh, I well, we'd seen on um Apple Podcasts that he gave us a rating for Apple Podcasts, and it was a really, really good review. So cheers, Nathan, for that. Is that a first review at all? First review. First aye. review. First review. Cheers, Welsh Nathan. Let's Cheers. raise Cheers, a glass mate. to Wel- Welsh Cheers, Nathan. Mate. Good lad. Cheers, mate. Good lad. Um, okay. Anything else you need to talk about before we get on to the, the meaty business? I just wanted to say, I know obviously, like, um, um, the, we have, Finn's already mentioned the guy from Page 99. Was it? Uh, Corey from Page 99. Corey from Page 99 got in touch to, um, to kind of clarify something. But just genuinely, uh, could even reading the messages, we couldn't believe that somebody from one of the bands had like. I know that a few people from bands, Circle Takes a Square and City Catapult have all been in touch about one thing or another. But it, it can I tell you how much we appreciate like um, Corey even taking the time in messages like we so like to put us out of your misery. I put it, firstly put us out of your misery, but then also we can elaborate a bit more and talk about like uh, what was happening with touring and. Um, and what had happened with our with our tour last time with uh, with majority of Rome, where they've like, raised so much money, like the th- over thirty thousand dollars for charity and stuff like that. Like, obviously that is an amazing feat, but we just really appreciate the the community, the chat, the communication, taking the time to so talk to us. The sort of community, the that that DIY community that we've all played in bands, and all the bands we speak about come for that um, that sort of same background and he made parallels to the podcast and we've got this wee DIY podcast and all of a sudden there's bands getting in touch with us directly and and I thought that, that was amazing. That was really cool. And even even on that front, we get um, the, the band we used to be in, Mesa Verde, somebody got in touch recently about uh-huh. um, what happened, Dave. So I, and, um, so last week when we had Mick G on in the Page 99 episode, he was drawing parallels between the DIY community where we all played in bands and this wee DIY podcast that we've put together and they were saying how cool it was that um, folk for the bands were getting in touch with us and stuff um, but but on that mess of early the band we all used to play in had a bit of news over the course of the last week didn't we Dave? I mean like nobody so in the mess of social media channels like nobody we haven't manned any of that stuff for like honestly it feels like over a decade Years, and every yeah. so often somebody will go on because there's five years over the tucked away with like this messenger account nobody ever checks messages so we finally got to checking on that not long ago and there'd been a message uh, from Matthew from Illuminate My Heart Records uh, who'd like kind of been asking about um, some old messer stuff uh, and asked us to and offered if, if like I can't believe he was offering us he was offered the, uh, the opportunity uh, to put out basically the messer discography 
on cassette. Um, the massive we've had like a discography posted online for a, a wee while, but we'd never actually had like a discography on any release. Um, so um, Matthew was kind enough to like offer uh, to put it out. He's put it together in some really really awesome looking cassette tapes. Like screen printed them. He's also printed off like he, he designed new artwork for it and put it together. Um, and then they arrived like this week and they just look they look awesome. So I just want to say thank you to Matthew from Illuminate My Heart Records. And they are available from Illuminate I, My Heart from Records. From Illuminate Heart Records, the if website. Um, he's also maybe he's got an Awe project as well. Like that he's um, we've been kind of talking about that we're like blown away by the generosity as well. So I we really appreciate that. that, that thank you, Matthew. Hi. Good, good man. I think I just, just wee things like that and not to kind of be try to throw any attention onto a band that we were in 10 years ago, written, but, but, but that sort of just community spirit of like, let's, let's just do things ourselves. Aye. And, um, aye, fantastic. I'm delighted with Yourself, that. Yourself, you know. DIY. That's what they call it, you know. Right, shall we move on to the... Let's talk about majority rule. Right, cool. Before we do that, let's just give a run through of the features. So, we've got a few features on the podcast. Uh, first, we have the Yummy Gattle rating system, which is named after uh, this misheard envy lyric. Yummy Gattle! We rate each album of 10 slices of Yummy Gattle. Uh, and then we also have another clip for when someone is sounding too pretentious, they'll be punished with the Specky Rodney clip. Which is this misheard envy lyric. <laughs> and then we also have the fucking hero section. Where we name our favourite song on the album. And that's our features. Beautiful features, absolutely beautiful features. Aye. Stunning features, eh? Stunning features. Absolutely stunning features. They're all Finny's idea, those features. I know, good good features, man. He's some, he's some lad. He's got great features. Well, let's... Okay. <laughs> right, majority rule. So, will we will we start talking a wee bit about um, majority rule as a as a band, general sound, bit of background, and then, and then we'll move on to emergency numbers. Who's going to kick us off? Right, Dave, you should kick us off since it's your pick. Should I kick us off? Right, so I know that obviously, much like all bands who uh, ever existed, ever, never mind just Scram's band, they obviously went through like different um, members, I know that at one point they were a four-piece when they were like a, 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 a kind of a metal or a kind of hardcore punk band, they had like, for example, they had something like uh, six or seven different releases even before uh, like the, the split the page 99 uh, and the last release was was in two thousand and three. Was emergency numbers. Quite a lot of people really enjoy interviews with David Frost, which was their first full length, um, and that was released in two thousand and one. But the their members, current members anyway, uh, are Kevin Lamiel. I want to say Matt Michelle, but I may be wrong because I'm maybe doing that thing where you get you don't know somebody's name, so you overpronounce it, and then they'll look at that it's just. Mikael or Mitchell or Mitchell. Do you know what I mean? So I'm doing that right now. And then everybody's favourite Scrams drummer, it's it's Pat Broderick from every single Screamo band you ever liked. <laughs> uh, the Beatmaster General. Uh, the be- <laughs> so uh, of, uh, of City Caterpillar, Darkest Hour. 
um, and uh, in page 99, I guess. Which is also quite cool because I was checking their Instagram and they were like thanking Darkest Hour for like taking them on tour one of the first times they went on tour. Um, so they've obviously got like a, a vibe going with Darkest Hour, which I fully appreciate and enjoy. Nice. I, well, I think a lot of these bands are from around about the same area and played a lot of the same gigs together. So, so you might say that, what was that word? Incestuous? That's a, that's an unbel- that's an unbelievable Scram's career the way. I thought you were going to say it's an unbelievable word. That's like no last time. It's not, it's, not, it's not the best. Move on. Not the best one. It is a good Scram's career. Who said you couldn't have a good career in the Scram's? But I yeah. So uh, so I obviously I, I always remember them being a three piece. I don't remember them being a four piece. Um, and certainly saw them as a three piece. And they were a three piece when they recorded. Uh, would you call it emergency numbers? They split. Uh, just that shortly after Hingy Emergency Numbers was released, that was about 2003, 2004. Three, aye. And then yeah. they, and Long Hiatus, I'll say one of these ones you don't really want to go into why a band split up, don't really, it's not really anybody's business to be fair, I don't really think, but it uh, was just thankful enough that they reformed again uh, in 2017 and then did some touring up to 2019. Um, and I guess that because that's when we yep. that's when we got to thoroughly enjoy them again. Repeat in Berlin yep. on a weekend gig, just for all you and this in a band and planning on like giving us a break. Like it, Dave. I like it. A <laughs> weekend. What is it? What's about the band? They're all in a band called No, no Man. No now? Man. No Man. Yeah. What's well, like that? No Man with that. I don't know, man. If we get any listeners in like Norway or Denmark that are going to destroy me for maybe I don't know that we weird all with the the, the, with the line for diagonal it. line for it. I don't know how you say that. Don't make me over pronounce it again. I've nah. already said Matt Michelle <laughs> and Lamy. Nah, I can't do it. So, um, so we're talking about emergency numbers today. Can um, I be the first one to? discuss the front cover of this album before we start talking about the sound. Aye, go for it. Right, can I say one thing about the front cover of this album? Okay. Go! So it's the fucking, it's almost exactly the same as the corn self title. Aye. Apart from there isn't a child on the swing. It's fucking identical. That's a pretty major difference. And I'm pretty sure you would notice if your child was not on the swing. Well, well this is even anyway. more creepy because the child's gone. Yeah, the child's already gone. The big shadow's already taken the child. It's insane. The big shadow. It's a the shadow. Big shadow is gone. Ah, on it's the like cor- the nothing. On the like corner. Never ending story. The, sh- the nothing's come and taken the child away. God, man, this just descended into this. It's just horrendous. <laughs> that, that's Call my- the emergency numbers. The child's gone. There Could you go. Me. I was going to ask what the title's all about. That must be it. Maybe it is. Could be. We'll, we'll, we'll never see. know. There's some thoughts on that. <laughs> so, um, I black and white. Everything that these guys do is in is in black and white. If you've noticed their Instagram, every single photo is in, in black and white. I love it. It's great for moshers, black and white. Basically, also, it's also it's also good for ugly people like like me. Like I, I'm one of these guys that puts if I put a picture of myself <laughs> online anywhere. I'll put it on black and white because you always look just that wee bit more handsome. I can just say like, <laughs> see the all the artwork for this album and and all their albums online. It's basically going through Tam's phone, phone photo <laughs> memory in it. 
You just go, just go through Tam's photo. Tam is a sepia, black and white, grey tone bastard. Man. You need to Every do... picture. It's a sh- pure Oi's family photos, pure black and white. They all look... She's everybody's smiling, but it still looks like a memory. <laughs> Remember that day we had a great time with something black and white? Tinged with sadness. Anyway, carry on. What you said about um, so that was all I wanted to say about that work. I just really wanted to get that um, Jonathan Davis impression. In. Oh, I, uh, he did a good, he did a good job, actually. Um, so, so what about um, the the overall sound of the the band? Funny. Uh, well, it's a lot different on this album, I think, to the, the interviews with David Frost, which is more kind of straightforward, hardcore, scramsy vibe. This one, they've found their effects pedals. Which is awesome because, like, uh, it's hard to use effects pedals for screamo without sounding cheesy. Right. Uh, and they don't sound cheesy at all on this. So they use them very astutely, I would say. Aye. Great word, funny, well done. I think the recording and the the way this is recorded and the, the engineering is a an absolute mastercraft on this album. Like, I, I, when you listen to because a lot of the parts that they play, there's I think there is a lot of similarity in this in interviews with David Frost. It just sounds so different. Obviously, there's there's some tweaks and I think some improvements in the way that they wrote they wrote songs and that. But the but the way it's recorded, I don't know how you can get like screamo albums this heavy. There's three of them, like there's only three of them in the band, and how you get parts this heavy and loud, but also have bits that are so like clear like guitar melodic guitars that are so clear and Aye. beautiful sounding yeah. I think it's a pure worker whoever's recorded this his name is, is it Jim Siegel um, it's not a man cut this time it's not though. big it's not a buddy yeah. cut no. did he ever come to Cumberland he's not came yet no, yeah. well perhaps he's not open so he probably wouldn't he probably would come when yeah. they try and triangle as long as we just need to keep repeating that that invitation's open <laughs> when, the <red laughs> when the red triangle uh, gets open when the snooker club opens up <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, give you, we'll give you a shout cut right Big we'll, cut. Book, do you know what we'll book a table downstairs in the pool hall and then they'll move us well, that's a it's great like 180 of tenants and we'll just be in the, in the snooker up the red triangle and then up to Paps Brilliant. Looking forward to it. So sorry, what's the guy's Jim name? Jim Siegel's invited too, by the way, I should say. We're not, this isn't just for cut. I think Jim's earned it. Anyone that's produced a Screamo album, aye, come through and have a pint with Anybody who's made a Screamo, anybody involved in Screamo, basically, go just just aye. anybody. Go anybody that even is listening to some Screamo, aye. just just going to come through the Red Tangle, please. <laughs> get a game of snooker. It's been a long <laughs> walk down Oh, man. This sort of sounds like we're on commission for the Red Triangle. <laughs> red Triangle, come on, old. <laughs> I think it's possibly shut down. Right, so, um, I production is amazing, Dave. I agree with that. So the overall sound of the the, the band, I, the bass is so important for the majority Aye. of them, I think. And they use, um, so the, the, the guy distorts his bass quite a lot. So, so a lot of the... Even some of the more melodic bits have got this really driving, distorted bass behind it. which And, and I actually think distorted bass is difficult to do well, like, and, and, and not sound just, I, I, I don't know, a bit sort of cheesy or something. Um, but but these guys do it, do it really well. The, uh, so the bass is really important. I need to be honest, like, the when I first heard this band, the, the, the sort of 
I mean, it's almost black metal, the one the, the one vocalist <laughs> in it. Aye, and it took, took me a, a wee while to get into that, right? But see, now, like, it's perfect. It's like the perfect level of, like, sinister and dark and um, it, it just really, really emotional for me. I, I love it. The uh, the two, obviously, a pure, a strength of this band is the interplay and the just the two types of vocalists they've got. Yeah. I think that's a, one of the things that makes this band instantly recognise as majority rule. You can't, I would say you can't really, you can't really say that about the records before this, but the releases before this, it's less clear, just maybe because of the way they're recorded. But on this recording, there's so like distinguishably different mm. vo- like types of vocals. Uh, and like when we saw them live, I could not believe that's what they looked like. Me and uh, me and Dave, when we were cutting, we were cutting about Ground Zero, Tesco Trolley Boy. It's still we would talk about Majority Rule, and we'd never seen this is before like any, I had really proper access to the internet. I did I had no idea what they looked like, and I was like. One's like a bear, and the other one's like a rat. <laughs> Which, believe it or not, is like a huge compliment. Um, but like, I, with the rats, like he does a wee bit more vocals than the bear, and sometimes the rat will go for ages, and the bear will come in and. Are we like are we comparing this guy to a rat? A bear. Man, that's fucking like <laughs> a shit, street man. fighter with Narnia characters. It's like a bear and a rat, pure vocal battle. Honestly, that is a that is a compliment. You won't. I promise you. Sorry, guys. It is a compliment. Honestly, but like <clears throat> I couldn't believe it. Seeing them uh, when they didn't when they it turns out they weren't a bear and a rat. Sort of like <laughs> just <laughs> two guys. Sort of, sort, of, just, sort of not disappointed, but just I was wrong about it. So I had to move on with my life. <laughs> Right, okay, should we move on to the first song? Well, I've already moved on, mate, so... Okay. Um, song, song number one, Finny, on you go. Right, okay. Song number one is called A Prescription. <laughs> um, Tam, do you want to kick us off? with this song I'd be delighted to kick us off with this song um, Swords from Bottle Caps Swords from Bottle Caps I had n- never had an idea that that's what the, the guy was saying until until this week um, love it so I think it's a great start to the album this this song um, kicks off with that guitar riff and then the rest of the band just fire in I wonder if I've said this before about about one of the albums I can't recall that we've di- that we discussed on here, but there's something about like <laughs> stating your intentions early, right, in a release, and I, and, I, and I like that about a band. I like a band that come in and say, right, here's song number one, and this is what we are all about, and uh, then they, they they hit you. Um, our prescription kicks off, um, kicks off really well. I think it's a really strong start. I've got other things to say about the the song as we go on, but but we'll pass it around. Fair dues, mate. Uh, so the first minute of the song, we're going to talk about the actual music. So the first minute of the song starts with that like screeching 
riff at the very start and then it's pounding for a minute with the, like you're saying, bottle cap off, off, off. Like, um, love the start of it, pounding, like, in, right in your grill, right away start. Um, kind of starts off, so the prescription bit, I sort of thought has, has two meanings in this song, and he starts off by saying, like, so a prescription's obviously, like, the solution to a problem in it, like, you've got a medical problem, you have a prescription that's the cure for it. So, like, I think this song, the first bit of it's about how people maybe use alcohol as the... Is the a prescription, prescription for, a, for a problem? I think that it changes after a bit. Like at the very end, I think there's a different prescription for whatever problems they're facing. But man, the first minute, so good, pounding, intense, um, just amazing. All three of them going for it. Aye, I love. Um, so, like you're saying, like the first minute or so of the song is the two vocalists kind of going line for line almost in it. Um, and then it gets to about um, a minute fifteen. The guitars ring out, and the drums and the bass keep it going with like a kind of like sort of clicky drum beat, yeah, yeah, which is really fucking cool. So a minute, fifteen, run about then, um, when it breaks to that awesome picking bit, like just this, and it's <clears throat> it's one of the reasons I really like this band, and it's their ability to to, to cross, um, like chaos, which we've established. Now we're on episode six of this that we all we all quite <laughs> like. We like, are Casey Chaos. <laughs> I wish we were all Casey Chaos. How much more do. fun would this night be? I know. Um, that's not very nice, but carry on. Yeah. And so the ability to cross that chaos with like a, a, a lovely soundscape, which I think that that picking bit is. But the, the majority of real picking bits are they're no they're no clean. They're they're, they're you know they're still quite heavy. Sorry, I just have to interject there. Funny. I no. just love the so I also just love that. See the bit where it does ring out. You're talking mm. about the bit that was ringing out there. Do you think it's got a pure like swagger? It seems like that, but every time I listen to it, I don't I don't know whether like it's just because I love it so much. I pure imagine them pure like swaggering about the stage because how fucking cool Aye. that bit sounds, man. It's like the pure the, the Gallagher brothers of of scrams. Pure <laughs> maybe they're not that right, they'll definitely know. But it's just got a pure cool bit. Like they just seem Aye. so like it just sounds so cool the way it's written. I can't, maybe I'm not describing it very well, but it's and then I think it's kind of just after that bit, or like it kind of turns into that bit is like does the guitars kind of slowly picking, but the drums are dead fast and the bass is dead fast underneath, and it's just driving it forward, um and then there's a bit where it kind of pauses and there's a like a big ring out bit, aye, um and then I think the lyrics run about there or something like why can't we ever pull it together? Dead right, so, so that's about two and a half minutes in, Finney, and you, 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 think, you basically think the, the song's ended, and then it just 
pops back in with the best part of the song for me is the, the why can't we um, pull each other together and scream bit which I think is just is mm-hmm. stunning ah, it's pure tremendous the vo- that voice the ra- pure rasping voice um, and that's where I think that the the song obviously being about in my mind was about like alcohol being the being the prescription to a problem and actually it's the finishes where I pure like pulling it together like the bit where it says um, like can't we overcome it together that kind of thing like what are we doing but running away and then at the very end it's about like all just actually just coming together and being like maybe a community or something rather than just sitting at home drinking half bottles of Buckfast why aren't we pulling it together and moving forward as <laughs> moving forward as one does it sound like something now there I'm talking about the bear and the rat maybe it is no um, but yes positive the prescription is not booze the prescription should be community right this is it we have done it is uh, towards the end of the song it's a Aye. tremendous ending amazing then near the end it's like a variation of the first riff that comes back in um, and then it's got a big creepy slow riff that takes it to the end the sounds like kind of sounds a wee bit like it could be maybe like a page 99 kind of vibe could be something similar sneaking on there. So off point now, as well, just musician wise, we're talking about like how good the bass is. But from the what I appreciate, I love the, the kind of like the the drumming, the, how the drumming takes it through. It's almost turns like like a kind of the guitars is almost dancing at this point with the picky bit. But the the guitar tone of the clean and the heavy bits is quite. I think it's quite unique to this record as well, and that is all in the first, all in the first song in it. Tremendous, and one thing I also we obviously love, Screamo Pirates and Sword Fights, and they mention a sword in this song. So oh my god! Amazing. Do you know I was so I was like, I think I said I was a bit, I have it in my notes that this is the first song that doesn't have a sword bit, like there's no Screamo Pirates, but it has the word sword. Trump, I, I'm, I am Donald Trump. <laughs> Been trumped. <laughs> Can't believe it, man. How did I not? I couldn't see it. I couldn't see the forest for the trees. You it's know, literally the first thing we said about the song. I anyway. know, but I just, I was, I was, I was listening for swords. I never thought I'd be reading for them. Okay, watch out for those swords. Come through all angles. Right, um, anyone, anyone else to say on this one? No, not a very, very strong start to the album. Cracking start, cracking start. Right, cool. Um, let's move on to the second song then. Uh, song number two, It's Too Late. off right now right I'll kick it off right now by saying it's a seven minute song right this song is only just shy of a, a minute shorter than 
kill, like we talked about long songs. This song's just a minute shorter than like uh, Kill the Switch. That Circle Takes a Square song, which is we were all talking about how long that song was. That song's over seven minutes long, and I did not realise it was until like Thursday of this week. <laughs> yesterday. Because I never really I never even it never even dawned on me that the song was that long. I think I think and I think that's a testament to how interesting it is and how there's no part in this although it's seven minutes there's no part in this it seems like it's overdone it's so well written starts off with the first like two and a half two minutes fifty even like nearly three minutes of just kind of keeping that same rhythm all about the vocals there's like punctuated guitar hits and that dun, 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 echoey and the vocals are just pure taking you somewhere really really echoey it's almost like a pure scrams ballad do you know think like an 80s scrams ballad <laughs> expecting people when we like mullets <laughs> with the still the side still with the nine skinny jeans and mullets and that and a combo a combo of eight i'm not saying it's an 80s vibe but it's like two minutes 50 it's, it's all it's kind of the same I, this this song is awesome, man. I love the the use of effects in this song. I think this is one of the songs that you could really notice the effects they're using. So, in this one, um, he's got a really slow delay pedal um, over the vocals, um, and the vocals to me sound as if he's describing like an insomniac or like being mm. like you can't. He, he wants to go to sleep, but well, you know that song. <laughs> he wants to go to sleep, but he can't. He's kind of Dipping in and out of consciousness. He's he wants to go to sleep, but he's ten year old, he's ten month old puppy shits in the carpet at four in the morning and wakes him up. I <laughs> know oh, that's not the guy for my uh, to majority role. That's me. I, I love that. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'm, Tam's talking. He's got kids, so he Tam's talking, not he, laughing because he he's got three kids. She's <laughs> like sleep. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> uh, the the vocals in the first the first part of this song are are amazing. They're um. It's brutal, isn't it? It's like it is really like it's it's powerful, it's brutal, it's dark, it's it's desperate. Even like are the words I would use to describe how this guy's voice sounds in the very in the first section of this song. I was also surprised about the the length of this song, Dave. Um, that it's that it's more than seven minutes because I I, I wouldn't have said that if if you'd asked me. Um, before but brilliant brilliant start to the song we get to um two but two and a half two minutes 40 in and the, the song kind of the song changes and takes you down a sort of different a different path you're talking about the, the the jungle beat aye dum, 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 dum. <laughs> what I say like there's one vocal bit in this one that totally nails the what the changeover in these vocals but see the vocal bit where he sh- the, the goes to the dark the, the kind of deeper vocalist and he's shouting this is success this is how it feels like how well like how much the contrast that when uh, that eventually comes in of the the bear comes in mate that's when the bear comes in to me it's like no we're saying like I think it's something to do with like not being able to sleep and stuff like that so you're working so hard that like you're up 
all hours, like just trying to like make money. Like you're putting your career over your your health, and you just kind of get to sleep because you're just working constantly. Grinding the scrams, man. Ah, exactly. Um, <laughs> grafting the scrams. Grafting the scrams. Wake up. Respect scram. the hustle. Wake so, up, scram. Wake up, scram. All day, scram. All day, scram. Can't, can't sleep. Scram. Aye. So that I, like you're saying, like this is success. This is how it's felt. This is how it feels. It's cold. It's numb. Like you're overworked. You're just like, if you want to be successful, you need to fucking burn yourself out. And the wee wiggly bit underneath that is bringing in this sadness, man. It's bringing this sadness over that. I need to be honest, I never took that at all for the start of this song. I never, it's not a, um, the idea, I think it's interesting that you've, you've got that idea of insomnia and a guy been unable to sleep, but it's not, it's not something that came to, came to mind. You don't respect the scram? I, I respect the scram, I, I respect the hustle, I even respect you, believe it or not, but I Doubtful. do not, do not agree with your, your take on the start of this song. Um, <laughs> I take that as a personal insult. Carry on anyway, right? The drums come in. Here we go. Drums. Mod. Let's see. So the driving riff comes in and builds up with the drums. It just kind of drives along like another kind of dream section. Uh, then I think the bit at the end, the lyrics at the end, is like, this is just the help I needed. That sounds like sarcastic, as if like, there's no fucking help at all. Do you know what I mean? Aye, so I, I think you're right. The mood from this bit, because the, fu- the first like three minutes or whatever has a certain mood the middle section has a certain mood and the end section has a certain mood but the last like two thirds of it are angry like and this is what I think majority rule have in abundance is anger like lots of things but they sound angry and for the moment the drums start with the build I think it gets the song this song gets pure super angry like a big raging, hey, like a big raging bear, and a pretty angry rat, right? <laughs> um, I, the, the drums are so important in this song. Like, and I think it's quite, it's quite telling that we've all been able to distinguish individual sections of this seven-minute song, um, and but they are all driven by the by the drums. Basically, the drums, to to my mind, the drummers went right here. We go. Are changing now and the, the drums change and everything else is forced to change round about it that and, and and again one of the things that's that i think is really cool about majority rule and kind of sets them aside from a, a lot of other bands in this genre is that when when the drums change to kind of bring the the, the pace and everything down not it's not instant that the guitar the guitar and bass noise changes so for instance that distorted bass even when the everything else is calming down is is kind of a, a, a really nice contrast and you get this there's a mood there's just a mood about majority rule and there's this mood all the Aye. way through and you see it in in every stage of this 
this I think song. This, this song's got the most mood in it, I think the most like atmosphere. Yeah. Um, aye, it's fucking awesome. I do also agree with you that the drummers are the driving force behind every band. <laughs> they usually are the coolest people as well. Aye. Um, and we, I mean, they are just the absolute business. Um, I can't praise us, sorry, uh, them highly enough. So, yeah, totally in agreement with that. Uh, D- Finny, do you remember episode one of Scram's Jams when, there was n- when Dave wasn't on it? When Danny turned up, aye. How good was that, man? Aye, aye, that was like, good, aye. Maybe we should uh, break his screamo alarm so he doesn't <laughs> show up next week. Yeah, to, towards the end of the song, Finny, that, that, this is just the help I needed, but is, is, is amazing. Um, and the outro is this really dark, delayed guitar riff, which I, I enjoy. Creepy. I enjoy a creepy, um, a creepy delay picking oh, aye. bit. That's my, sulky, that's my vibe. Cre- sulky, creepy cruiser. <laughs> Pure, <laughs> a swing, a child swing, swings along with no child is exactly the vibe at Tam's all over. That's a bit creepy. That's a bit creepy. That's a bit too creepy. That's a bit harsh. I kind of went a bit too far with it. A sepia, black and white, grey tone, creepy cruiser. (laughs) Wow. Anyway, let's... Are we ready to move on to the next song? So let's do it. American feature. Song number three. Here we go. Let's do it. Crack. Thomas. Thomas. Say crack. Crack Crack crack. this song open. Crack it open. Thomas Patterson. No, I wasn't going to say you're a crackhead, Thomas Patterson. Crack it. Crack one out. (laughs) (laughs) Crack this up. Never. Let's never let him introduce a song again, man. That's his first attempt at introducing a song in five episodes. He's just accused. He's just asked me to crack one out. Crack one. Go on. Crack it. It's song number three. It's called American Feature. Tom's going to crack it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. I need this shit, man. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> right. Song number three called American Feature. Here we do. So, American feature, 3 minute 39 seconds of absolute screamo gold. Um, so straight in at the start, full band. This is not a movie. This is not a movie. Who who knew? There's, there's so much good things to say about this song. Um, the dual vocals, which are a, obviously a prominent feature throughout this album, but, but, but in this song they really, really come to the fore. Um, definitely for, for for my tuppence worth one of the best songs on the album first 25 seconds fastest most mental violent bit in the record would you would you find I don't think there's a heavier probably eh? more chaotic yeah. bit it's absolutely I agree full pelt um, like just crazy um, I want to just a wee bit again because I'm wee bit like that and I mean what I just talk about the what the song what I think the song's about. 
go hit us. Let's see. Wee bit. So the song's already called like American Feature, and later on it kind of talks a wee bit about sit down. It's called Never Ask Why. So I feel like the song's a wee bit of a, a critique on, like the the whole American view of of itself, America's view of itself as a as a country and what it does. Like kind of, um, maybe like how it Hollywoodizes itself a lot of the time. Or we're still talk- we're talking about twenty years ago, um, and this is during like the Bush administration, like the whole world police idea about America being like a seeing itself as being the. I don't think it does so any. It really does anymore. I don't really know. I'm not. I'm not American, so I don't have that opinion. But certainly at the time, America's view of itself as being like the on a world stage, like the world police glorifying its view of itself. Um, it talks a bit later on, uh, and this is uh, and um, and there it is being behind the patriotic soundtrack. And then it says that the sound of screaming, the sound of dying. It's about here's what's Although it's like an American feature, mm-hmm. this is what really we think America's like. And then definitely the bit where he's shouting clean. Yeah. It's called Never Ask Why. That yeah. whole idea that like... Oh man, you've went in deep there, early doors. I just pure love the vibe of this band. I, I think it's the most like poli- maybe political band that... Album, maybe not band, I don't know, record yeah. that we've done yet. And 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 it just took me back to... Two thousand and three, two thousand and four, being at uni, kind of, kind of, we were sorts of badges and being like politically charged, and I, why I, I remember loving this album so much. Um, I think here's probably a good time to talk about what I think is an underpinning theme across this record. This is, record was obviously recorded, uh, made in two thousand and three, with a lot of the songs being written in the immediate aftermath of nine eleven. I think there's a lot of references to that in the rec- in the lyrics, and in maybe the the, the kind of meaning of the or what the, the title's about as well. I definitely think you can see like traces of that in this record, either an emotional reaction to or an angry reaction to I dare say a situation that America had created for itself maybe it's, there's, a, there's a bit of that mm. in there I may be going a wee bit too deep in here but I do think like I definitely oh, I remember that at the time and thought of that that this is a record that's a, yeah. a, an, an angry reaction to the climate in the US after 9-11 yeah. aye I think it could be eh? Um, I'll be honest I never read that much into the lyrics but now you're saying that it does kind of make sense I'm reading them through here um, what well, other things I'd like to say about this song is uh, the effects on this album the guitar the guitar effects are amazing um, so there's a part where it's like just crazy feedback underneath um, and then it hits it with a bit that's like it sounds like a, an effect that Nirvana used to use uh, it's called a small clone they use it in uh, a lot of like Nevermind and Summon Neutral as well 
and it's the bit where it goes really warbly and it's like brrr, yeah, yeah, yeah. like crazy um i just thought that was really cool and it, as well because it's only like one guitarist so i think he maybe uses a looping pedal as well on this on this track i've got two words written in for this section of the song what sonic scrams yeah, that sounds about right eh? so dave like I, I i don't think that was um that was too deep at all i think that's that's amazing that you've put time and effort into thinking about um when this album was written and and possibly what the the guys who who, who wrote it were um living through at the time and i mean you, you you behave based on your environment don't you and you you if you're creating art of any form that you're going to do that based on based on what's around you at that time and what you've been exposed to so i think there is every chance that that the, the events of um 9-11 and all that whole fucking period and um geopolitical history is is going to play a part if you were in a band at that time you're going to be influenced by that stuff so so I think there's there's every chance you're you're right with that. Bringing it back to the the song though, American feature, it's it's amazing. Like I is it, but like one of my favorite favorite songs on here. <clears throat> the it's the sound of dying dual vocals bit is is um, in the, in the first sort of half of the song, and it just builds up and it builds up and it builds up to that bit that everyone who who knows. Um, majority rule and everyone who's listened to this album um um knows it builds up to the everyone sit down but and fuck it's it's worth it that isn't it it's amazing You know who knows about that bit, mate. Moin, tell us. Who's just commented on our on our Instagram page, eh? Right, tell me about that. Aye, <laughs> hey, so before we done this episode, we've done a wee teaser photograph and Circle Takes a Square commented on the album saying that uh, this song would be their fucking hero, so... There you go. Big you up. Go. Circle takes a square. And Tam is noticeably uh, giddy yeah. at the first bit of that. <laughs> yeah, delighted, delighted yeah. with that. Hey, yeah. Listen, see, just in that bit you're talking about, the guitar. Aye. Frankenstein's grandfather clock in it. And if oh, you're here we go, man. It's 12 o'clock in Frankenstein's house. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it does, isn't it? But it's that, it's that guitar tone, man. It's like totally recognisable. Do you know what I'm talking about? When it starts going... It's Frankenstein's grandfather. Like a creepy, a creepy vibe. A creepy cruiser cutting in again. A creepy cruiser. Black and white. Um, but aye, man. The the whole... The shouty bit, the everybody sit... That everyone sit down. This movie is starting. And I, I want to just cut to one of the high points on this record is the 
last time he shouts it's called never ask why and then it just the it chill absolute chills up your spine when it see when it gets heavy again and it goes and it's all echoey like it sounds like the even the drums are echoey that bit man i think it, it, it total chills up your spine man it's like it's like one of the highest points on any scrams record that i've ever heard in my life and we have we have our tragedy they have theirs um anything else in this song funny no no um i like like you're saying that last line um it's both vocalists doing it as well which just brings it home and ties up the song I think it's. I, I'm delighted. Um, so far, we're in we're in song three of this, and um, I'm actually really pleased at how much we've spoken about the dual vocals because it, it it was a big thing to me when sitting listening to it in the in the run up to this, and I'm delighted that you've you've thought the same. Do you know what, what band it's made me th- think about? Like earlier on, we're talking about the contrast between them, but Yafit Koto, man. <laughs> Oh like, yeah. See the, see the dual vocals. Aye, because one's deep cold. and one's really. But that is the that's the extreme end of the spectrum. Like the the, 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 the two vocals in the affect coat are 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 a hundred miles apart, and I don't think these guys are quite that far apart in terms of what they're what they're what they're doing. But it's still such an amazing contrast. Aye, that man, brings, yeah, brings but that's right. We need to talk about Yafet Koto at some point in this. Yes, on this we will. Definitely. Oh, we will. Syncopated oh, we will. synthetic. Laments for Love, is that the name of that album? Belter. How do you know we might do that in the, the Killers and the Government Blankets, eh? Oh, I don't know that album. Oh, well, well I've, I've only got one 12 inch and it's the syncopated. That's, that's probably well, we'll get to that we'll some point to in that. Scram's Jam's future. Scram's right. Jam's future is long and windy. It is long. It's a long and windy road. Long and scramsy road. We're going to be fucking flying about with fucking hoverboards and shit. In the Scrams Jam future, still pure using cassette tapes and record player <laughs> record players. <laughs> right, cool. We move on to the next song. Let's do it. Okay, so the next song is called "Our Forever." <laughs> uh, instrumental track, five minutes seventeen. Seconds long, Davy. What's your view? That's why there's two things I want to say about this song, right? I never consider this album as having considered this album as having a instrumental track. Like I think if it so sounds so stupid to say because there's no vocals, but like I think it, it it's a it's a pure oh ah yeah, like there's an instrumental track on emergency numbers because I'm so interested in the whole thing that I don't I never really consider the fact that there's, there isn't any vocals in this song it, it's not a it's not a factor it's not an issue in the whole like you know a lot of song a lot of records if you put like a five minute instrumental track on a screamo record or a hardcore record 
like it's really noticeable Aye. a noticeable point in the in the album this song just kind of is part of the album without, sneaks in there I man like, it sounds like a screamo song but it's not a I wonder I why they like, never had any vocals for this part or whether they always intended it to go into the next song I, 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 I don't know it's quite interesting but do you know what I mean though like it, it is Aye. it doesn't seem like an instrumental song there's so much going on with all the with the guitar the bass and the drums that actually all the all the instruments do the vocals where, where none exist yeah um, and the other thing I wanted to say is this is I think this is where I thought oh, this is where I maybe thought the album get the album gets its name from because all the feedback all the radio feedback and when I was listening to it so it sounded like uh, like feedback from calls to emergency numbers like like the like C, like CB radio recordings that are like do you know what I mean that kind of it starts off with that pure scratch you yeah. it sounds like radio CB radio like to you know what I mean communications with so I just ah, thought yeah. maybe that's with the emergency numbers fingers um, I, I I mean I think it's pretty bold putting a five minute instrumental in the midst of a of, a, of an album like this and I, I'm sure they've done it for a reason I would love to understand their, their reason for doing it I, I think it fits dead well like it, it, it's one of these um, bits where it's you, you know it's five minutes of good music like there's no denying right. it. it's it's not it's not really filler it's not like it, it's not boring um, but it does kind of contribute to the overall mood and the overall sort of vibe of the, right. of the album. It's got it? see even for an instrumental track it's got a hook in it. See the riff it's like do 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 do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is awesome. Will we talk about some of the parts of this. I know. Let's go for it. Right. So we get we get that bit which comes in about a minute in, um, and then it, that kind of builds up. But then there's a bit where it's like a sort of camp, like I, I call this a camming section, where it's like I don't know, you maybe just assessing what's running about you, and it's like dun dun, and the drums go and it's like. I was thinking this, see if you listen to this album when you were out for a jog, you'd maybe take a wee minute before you run up a hill. If you know what I mean? It's like you're yeah, like yeah. psyching yourself yeah, up yeah. to like yeah, go for yeah. it. Which is awesome and then see the way that it builds it up and you, you feel like it's going to go heavy but then it doesn't it goes into this really slow ebo bit like organ ebo bit oh we've done that already. I, actually, I actually don't think there is an ebo in this but I think it's that, I think it's that organ thing you Aye. you used to do when you've got a delay pedal and you you the volume turn the volume down strum strum the strings oh yeah and then turn the volume up and it 
sounds like an ego or sounds like an organ sounds like an organ, sounds like an organ. Um, yeah, I've seen like live videos of them doing bits and the guys all over the he's doing all this wee's volume nobody thing can see you I, by the way like, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm <laughs> I'm basically just tickling myself from left so to right the guy's just doing tickling his knife playing with his chest this is me doing an impression of somebody fiddling with their knobs Fiddly diddly diddly diddly. Fiddly. Aye, so that bit, where it, the bit where it goes into the, it goes into the organ ebo section. Uh-huh. It's quite unexpected. Like you expect, I'd expect it to go heavy there, and then it just kind of sits up there for a while, just with this organ. And then the samples come in and stuff. And then the drum, there's a drum section comes in. Don't, takes it into the next song. Which is always fucking cool. I'll yeah, always Matt love Matt Finney, tell you right now, if there's one thing you learn about that. this guy, he loves a song that goes into another oh song. Uh, right, cool. So shall we just go into the other song like the band intended? Absolutely. Thomas Patterson, yeah, take I, it away. I've got nothing else to say on um, on Art Forever. Right, okay. Uh, shall we move on to the next song then? Song number five. 49 words. Forty-nine words, although to be honest, I counted as fifty words and uh That annoyed me as well. I was like, hey, there's quite there's not that many words on that song. I'm gonna count them and see how many there. Yeah, but is and 50. does and not make it forty nine because and is repeated. Nah, mm. no way every other word nah. is an independent word. Can we only just say it is? No, we, we, we're flagging it, I would say. The Scrams Jam Screamo podcast is flagging that the 49 words on uh, Majority Rule Emergence Numbers Aye. actually has 50 words in it. They should have... And we, they, they should let us know what They should have took about. a word down or changed the name of the song. There'll be something in that, man. There'll be something <laughs> in that. Maybe they've done it just to piss people off. This is the sort of a thing. funny joke. Remember in the page ninety nine episode we get stuck in the um with the sample and we hmm. spoke about it for about an hour about what, what we thought it might be. Then, and we eventually found out what it was. So hopefully this is the sort of thing that Hopefully someone can tell us somebody, why somebody might come back to us and tell fifty us. words in this song called Forty Nine Words. So forty nine words it's <laughs> like seven times as good as that Deftones song. What was the Deftones song called again? Seven words. Seven <laughs> I've just I've just counted these again. I had forty five, so I'm just going to forty five. Oh, Dave, nonsense! Man. Right, okay. Right, what I can't count. Song? Remember, I only get a higher C math. So, no. what were the actual song? Um, so it kicks off with the drums, the guitar, the the picking bit, and do you know like. The, the use of the delay pedal throughout this album is is really good, but I think right at the start of this song, it's really it it, it comes into the comes into its own. I like and this. A, and again, I... that distorted bass, like it's just not been. I've said this before already, but just being good at using distorted bass is is a skill. It's difficult, and, 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 and they've definitely got it. Um, yeah, I enjoy this. Enjoy this song. See this start section. I think. Um... Well, can the play years probably been influenced by this sound at the start because it oh, sounds like. Oh, do you know what? Yeah. They, aye, definitely. 
it sounds like it. Like their whole quiet parts, uh-huh. they all kind of sound like this. Well, to be fair, I think Welcome to Plague was kind of at the same time. Possibly, but... Well, the Plague Year demo was like 2004. And they'd been in Joshua Fit for Battle before as well, so... Maybe it's just a similar that is a, type that of is a, That is a good shape. shape it does sound similar to it anyway. Anyway, it's cool as fuck. Aye. And Plague Year are cool as fuck. So. I just love the... How... See the, the drums at the start? Like, you, you just know... Something, some shit's about to happen. Me and my drums at the start, man. See the way the the the, the, the guitar and the wee background, the wee ringing bit, it almost sounds like pure innocent. Like, ah, oh, I'm not doing anything bad up here. I'm just sitting. The drums are going. Listen, son, if you think this is just a pure normal song, you've got nothing coming. And then the pause. I have the drums. The whole stop. bit's pure sinister, man. And the, the guitars. I think that sounds like the guitars are like waves like fucking crashing against rocks Aye. like the tide just battered against the rock Exhilarating the bit where it the eventually when he eventually because I think it rings out on purpose like one more time then it you're pure expecting it to go and it goes just one more when it eventually does come in you're getting absolute circle pit nonsense circle pit nonsense you're just jumping about and I pure love the rhythm when it gets heavy as well it's a quite interesting like it starts off it's like heavy front loaded with the with the like with the what would you call it the, the kind of punctuated beats are at the very start of the ah, rhythm yeah. it's just so good man and then everything's distorted like you said everything's distorted um, like you've got a scrunched up nose man you're biting your lip and you're pure raging absolutely raging and see right now even thinking about it man I would, I would punch if you were in reach of me I would punch Manny's in the face either any's <laughs> that what it's doing to you this song is dangerous uh-huh. dangerous for you mate <laughs> Dave's wearing a t-shirt saying this place <laughs> Dave's I'm wearing, a, Dave's wearing a, a, a t-shirt for the um, the band Pop who are awesome but he's wearing a t-shirt and on the t-shirt it says this place sucks ass Aye, the least raging <laughs> least actual problem imagine a guy be. wearing a t-shirt that said this place sucks ass threatening to punch you we picture the world on it oh, oh, sad. Oh. Um, back and forth vocals on 49 words are unbelievable like and it's there's a few a few points throughout the album that they that, that that's have a, a big feature but in this in this song so it's the big the big intro until about a minute and a half and then we're we're away we're into absolute scrams heaven and uh, again and it's been a feature every time when we've um we've spoke about an album on this podcast 
where I've read the lyrics that I hadn't ever bothered to really read before. And some of the lyrics in this this album are amazing, but the um it makes me sick to believe we knew each other line in this is Emo do his dick. Oh, it's so emo funny, man. I, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Tremendous. I'm fake. I'm easy. Here we go. So fucking Aye. easy. That's is that the the churn riff? It's like see that bit. I'm sick. I'm easy, but so fucking easy. Loving this song. We're loving it, mate. We're we absolutely are, we are actually we're loving it. collectively all pure buzzing, buzzing off this song. Uh, aye, there's a bit there's a there's a bit in this that I wanted to mention the just after the so fucking easy bit. Like the Aye, sorry, from about two minutes thirty. The uh, when it's doing the same sort of riff and it's pounding and it's so fucking easy, the lead guitar sort of jumps up a key. It's almost like the second time it turns yeah. round to do the but but the lead guitar like jumps up a key ah, yeah. and it pure basically takes you into the fucking stratosphere man. I I just love that bit man. It gives it all, again man gives me a shiver up my spine. How do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like and it's like the tone of the guitar they're, they're way up here on the fret and ah, it's yeah. like the same ah oh I can't I can't tell you how exciting that but it's, it's just it's okay. I think um, then the last see the, the last riff as well it kind of sounds like you're kind of losing it's like losing control because it's like uh, like, uh, which kind of kind of goes with the theme of the lyrics, like how he's just kind of having like a fucking breakdown, or just regretting how he's handled the situation, or how he's Aye. like being fooled by someone, and it's make, making him sick thinking about it. Aye, like he's pure panic. Like chaotic. you talk about the the last shot that's like, da, 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 aye, da, that's the one. Aye, 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 like a pure panicked, like a panic. Ah, it's like your your head spinning and you're is, out of control. That that bit. So three minute fifteen seconds is the biggest screamo alarm <laughs> on this album. <laughs> and wow, 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 wow. That is the absolute boy. I'm gonna when you guys fall asleep in front of me next. I'm going to change your, <laughs> change your alarm clocks to this, and it's going to scare you shitless. I'm in my mind that, but that that bit in my mind is like he's being chased about by the scrams. The scrams are chasing him about, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> arms flailing. Aye, like what is there like a computer game listening in the front of it like that? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? What's the Bonanza Brothers? There's a wee guy running about like Bonanza Bros. Aye. Aye. I don't know if that's a right game. They're trying to steal fucking 
stuff for your bands and shit. I don't know if that's well, right. well, you no, never know. Maybe, maybe you might be know. panicked when you're doing that, though. No, so that's true. But yes, I agree with that. What a what an end. What a boon. Well, the big thing for this song, though, is what is the script with the numbers, number of words? We want to know that. Aye. We need, we want to know that collectively. We are putting out a call, a scrams call. <laughs> We'll use our, we'll if use anyone our, knows, we'll use our scram siren. Why is this song? Why is this song called Forty Nine? The scram siren. This, this is how bad I'm at maths, right? So I didn't know why it was called Forty Nine Words, and I've, I've counted this loads of times. The, the numbers of words, and eventually, like during the week, <laughs> I, I, I counted Forty Nine, and I just thought, "That's that." Like, even though I've failed so many more times in my life to count Forty Nine. At one point during the count during the week, I, I finally landed on 49. I thought, well, it must be 49 now. I counted it three times in a row, and I was like, nah, it's got to be 49, man. It's got to be. I guess that was fine. And then nah, it wasn't, and I was like, 50. It's definitely 50. There's definitely 50 words in this. Assholes, We're talking Bama's one up. count in thousands of counts that landed on 49. I was like, that's it. That's, that's it. it. I can imagine you doing that. Like, uh, oh, no. Oh, finally, I'm, man. I'm right. Finally, no. man. I'm right, everyone else is, is shite. Well, thanks for me. Shite. Right. Right, cool. 49 words with 50 words. And we're moving on to the next song. Here we go. And again. The last song. Big oh. Pat. Taking this song. Leading this song into the oblivion. Like drummers of... Hey! Like drummers of your... Dave, Dave, do you know how Dave's like... Just so into drummers, man. Like he's, Aye, man. Uh, I do. It's kind of, it feels like he's he, he's more loyal to drummers than he is to the scram I Just podcast. feel like we're at the back, there, man. We're just at the back there. We just, I just keep them at the back, man. Just can't exist. fucking see them. Just like see, that's why drummers are away out of sight and out of mind. Or just, <laughs> just, just, just like, see, bands from the dawn of time have just went. Oh, Get that idea. I always feel Get like that idea away at the back. Just, nobody cares what you think. Just go to the back, hit your wee drums. Just keep us all in time, and then you let them out into the front. And this is the sort of shit that we get. But we are like absolute solid guys, man. Never we're give a drummer a microphone. Never let. That's what we've done wrong. We've gave oh, him man. a fucking microphone. No. I remember I've had a microphone a couple of times and regretted it. Remember <laughs> you gave him a guitar as well. Jesus. Shocking. But anyway. Um, Drummer, drummers, I'm here for you, lads. Keep the drummers. Hit me up at the back of Keep the Keep the drummers at the back. Quiet. <laughs> um, right, last guys. song in the album, Boeing. Right, uh, the last song. Then let's kick it off. Uh, it starts with a simple riff and they just kind of repeats over and the bass and drums join in and they build a sort of atmosphere before the, the vocals kick in. Um, and the vocals are pretty awesome, eh? Um, Dave, what do you think about these lyrics to start with, the first couple of lines? Uh, so, the, aye, right. so this is where I'm going to kind of try and Again, this is like totally just my interpretation of the lyrics. I don't know if it's right or not. That's what we're here for. Ah, right, okay. So, uh, this is where I think that the 9-11, whole 9-11 song, album Aye. in the aftermath, the reaction to uh, the song, obviously, is called Boeing. So, I'm, in my, 
reading it, I, I was thought of faster air, like planes and whatever. But actually, the whole point is the fact that Boeing are an American company that supply lots of things for lots of different people across the world. It, like aircraft is just one of them. But the song seems to me about it's a like a critique on the way that the US at that point probably still does. I know it still does supplies like weapons to lots of countries in the Middle East and effectively like kinda um creates problems for I I I am no I guess I'm I'm sorry to say I don't want to get too political man but like it's hard to not get political. I think we're gonna to have to in this song to be honest. So like it creates a lot of problems both for itself and for other countries by providing weapons and arms to the Middle East. Um, there's a whole thing where it says you only make the tools for their trade but if I give you a mirror tell me what have you really made and actually like the the view on 9-11 is that actually America had through its foreign policy and su- supply of arms to many countries in, in the Middle East and uh, Afghanistan, it had supplied the weapons and the arms for countries that then... To use them, or, eh? or people that then took uh, took action against them, blah, blah. But it's more than, more than that, I, in the kind of broader scale, that, like, it's the... Like, about the whole American foreign policy and just generally just being flawed... And uh, and creating a violent place full of weapons. It talks about bombs quite a lot, um, and again, ones that are either supplied or used against uh, targets, American and and not and non-American. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I do think that this is definitely the the most articulate reaction to. Um, post 9-11 world I'm saying America I mean the post 9-11 world this song's really this song is really interesting like I never really like years ago when we listened to this album never really took much notice of the lyrics but obviously now we're we're doing this podcast we're like really looking at the lyrics and uh, obviously one of the lines in this that came up was remember the fate of Der Jesen Um, and I was like what is that because that like to be honest I didn't know what it was um, and it turns out it's actually at a town in Israel, stroke Palestine, um, and it was one of the key battles in their war of independence, uh, and also like the war in Israel. And I thought that was just fucking amazing that they're just going to drop this uh, in there and not really, and just kind of let people go and have a look and see what it is, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. Like, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, what do you think, Tam, about so, dropping so, something like that in there? So there's, so, there's something in that about, like, um, I guess not telling the listener what to think, you know? Like, not saying this is this is what you should go go forth and believe in everything I say. That's not what they're doing at all. They're, 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 they're dropping something in there that's making you go, hold on, I'm not sure about what happened there. And then, like probably all of us have done in the last week we've went and looked at what happened in that in that situation and we'll draw our own conclusions from it where everyone's going to 
draw a different conclusion from 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 that situation and from all situations the um depending on where you are and who you are when you when you are exposed to a, a, a piece of information like that so i mean i think it's amazing like a, the, the the detail that, that that goes into um goes into the lyrics in this album is far more impressive than i gave it credit for 10 year, years ago when i first listened to it so delighted to go back and, and realize the depth of the the, uh, the depth of the feeling the depth of the emotion and and that, that that's in in this album and, and and particularly in this song just sticking i like m- to the music itself like you know you, you've already mentioned the start of the song and that whole first first section we get to about two minutes into this a uh, four minute song and there's a a sort of quieter bit you know and there's this this awesome picking section like this just guitar picking away that 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 sounds unbelievable um really just nice soundscape that takes you on a two and a half minutes into this song is the fucking i mean it is unbelievable we we, we move into the for me the best section of the whole album and let's fucking stop and cross our fingers david Aye. Like a pure the the bit before that there's a tantrum is a tantrum and the the explosion that you're talking about Tam the ah uh, like the chord progression and the bit the bits that follow that the the bit where it explodes. so like I know obviously Screamo and the words emotive are like yeah. intertwined or whatever but it is so emotive the choice in chords and how um, it's just amazing like the um, the last even the last the building from like to use exactly what I've got two minutes 30 written down in my and yeah. mine is the girl. And then, but that, and then building up to like the last, the last minute, all that up to the last minute, it sounds like a pure movie soundtrack or something. Like it's so, yeah. it's so atmospheric and so emotional, and um, ah, it's really dramatic, amazing man. Such such good bass, really heavy bass. Some of my notes for this song include like how good the bass is for the start, and and then leading the melody at the end yeah. here, yeah. like so good, outstanding, Danny. Uh, nah, nothing more to say on this man. It's a fucking good song, and the lyrics are deep and fucking make you go and find out what it's all about, which is which is cool, man. Like, not many songs do that. Like, make you go, what does that mean? Aye. And then you go and Google it and go, yeah, holy yeah, yeah. shit, that was a big fucking event yeah. that nobody knows about. I think so. I think before, sorry, Tom, we cut you off here, man, but like, a lot of the like, like, I don't think we can. I think we all kind of agree, I guess, in a way that majority rule are politically charged. Like, there's even if the lyrics don't specifically or don't always specifically mention like what they're 
user, like the band itself, the entire vibe is politically charged. Like, like um, but like they're so, they're not like a. You're right, man. They're not like a pure preachy. They're not a because I find that quite boring. I hate that man. Um, like, and I actually, like I, I really like. We keep, we keep mentioning like bands like Rage Against the Machine, like non screamer bands like that, and System of a Down and whatever. And like we all like them because they're good fucking metal bands and stuff like that, and they have political messages. Um, but actually, I don't find that interesting in like hardcore bands. I, I really like the hardcore bands who are quite uh, ambiguous. Um, and their and their lyrics yeah, yeah. and they're quite um, not cryptic man but they they make you think about what your views are on stuff yeah. um, and uh, like majority of always struck a chord with their words and in this week as well I just was took back to taken back to that time in my life where yeah. I was really really politically charged and I did Dave, you're absolutely bang on. So there is a big difference in you mentioned system and in, in, in rage. You're like in your face. Here's a message, and and this is it. And and the thing about screamo bands who've got any sort of political element to their lyrics, the the good thing about it to me is that the guy who's writing it isn't writing it for anyone else to go and take action and go to the in fucking start a protest and go to the barricade and the, the butcher in the, the butcher shop the, the guy, <laughs> exactly the guy who's the guy who's writing the screamo album is just writing it from his own perspective based on what he what he sees and what he hears and what he what he feels at that time and i just think that, that that's more relatable to me and that's right. why i've that's why i went head head first into this genre of music much more than any other type of music that I've listened to in my life it's just because it's it's personal to you and if you can relate to what that guy's saying I mean the guy's writing it about him and the uh. guy's writing it about her, or, or her and, and they're writing about the perspective of the world from where they're sitting and if you can relate to that then then fair enough that that's amazing and that'll probably make you identify with them a lot more but they're not Aye. preaching to you they're not coming and saying this is what you should believe. This is this is how you should live your life. This is blah blah blah. It's it, it, it's on a much more personal level, and I think that's why it's relatable. I and also to, on that exactly on that note, um, a lot of the time, actually maybe not with majority role, but sometimes with majority role, other bands as well, they're writing from a perspective where it's obvious that even they're not sure about how they feel about yeah. that particular thing. And yeah. I am, but I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. And actually that that's more, that's more relevant to me than yeah. somebody who's saying, I'm really confident in my views about, I fucking reject this. And I know what my, like that take that does, there's, there's very, I, I think there's very few people in the world that are actually like, this is exactly my defined set of, like more like outlooks and principles and perspectives that, that, that don't change uh, i think that's very rare yeah so what screamo spoke to me and this band speaks to me and other bands speak to me like same as you're saying because i related to vocalists saying make, like make up your own mind because i have i have kind of what i think 
here is kind of what I think <laughs> and actually a lot of the passion and the aggression comes of the fact that it's not a, it's not a certainty and, and, and that comes back to exactly the reason that people like Screamo and it's the vulnerability of the person who's writing the lyrics and it's it, it's a willingness a willingness to express vulnerability and it's a willingness to express hurt and loss and anger and disdain or, or, or whatever the emotion is but but not being afraid to I guess embrace your embrace your the the areas in your knowledge or your understanding that you're you're lacking. Um, For reals, man. That was that was quite deep. Bowing, wow. Bowing. Deep scrams. There we go. Deep scrammos. Deep scrammos. Some real v. Some real real deep well, scrams. Well, majority man. road. They bring out the deep scrams. They um, go. They certainly did. Big absolute nothing but honours of love for this band for bringing out these emotions again or these like thoughts and like this was a super cathartic experience rediscovering this record again this week before we even get into the uh, nothing but for shizzle aye right cool so that wraps up the album then Um shall we we'll do our fucking heroes do it, Finny. Let's do it. Right, okay. Uh, Dave, your pick. What is your fucking hero? My my fucking hero, because it's my pick, is uh, 49 words is my fucking hero on this record. Um, from start to finish. Musically vocal actually it's weird man it's not it's not maybe the in terms of the vocals or lyrics or whatever it's not the one that I, I engage with the most in terms of what I I just think musically man it, it makes me lose my shit uh, and like we keep saying man musically as much as we love the vocals it's all about I just love this song I absolutely love this song from start to finish so 49 words is my fucking hero nice as a banger no doubt uh, Tam, what's your uh, fucking hero on this? Fucking hero on emergency numbers is Boeing. Um, so the last song, and because there's probably there's probably a few songs, forty nine words, Dave. Amazing American feature, amazing <laughs> prescription, amazing. Um, the reason that Boeing gets it for me, Finny, is just that that bit from two and a half minutes into <laughs> the song like it's it's just a piece of music that that you don't come across very often um and i i, I loved it when i first heard this album and i love it i love it now that's my fucking hero what about you my man uh well for me honestly man it was hard it was hard to pick one again because like there's so many good songs on this but i, I don't know actually i even thought about changing my mind there at the last minute but i think i'll just go with what i've wrote down during the week, right? So, um, my favourite was uh, song number two, and it's uh, it's too late, and it, just the Aye. whole the whole vibe on that song is the whole like, well, I interpret it as like a guy that was like trying to get to sleep because he's overworked and he's like up all night, like trying to be successful, and just the the guitar work and the at- the atmosphere of the the whole song, yeah. Uh, just like a kind of dreamlike atmosphere in the whole song, and I don't know. That was the one. That was the one I always liked, like from back in the day. 
Um, and I was honestly close to changing my mind there, like just see thinking what everybody thought about these songs and going, oh fuck, that's what that song's about. Aye. I almost changed my mind, but I'll stick with that one because it's still a fucking banger. Mm-hmm. So it's too late. That's my that's my fucking hero. Absolutely, honestly, I'm no, I'm no joke, man. Like, there's now we some some of these ones we've we've picked our fucking heroes from, and we're like, oh, it's oh, it's hundred percent this. I, I think it's been a harder album we've listened to, but I couldn't because there's only seven songs in it, and only six six of them have got like six yeah. of them have got vocals. So you're like, it's so hard to pick a favorite. Yours could have been mine. Yours could be mine. American feature could be mine. Um. I guess so. I think that's yeah. I agree with you, Finny man. It's really fucking hard to pick one because they're all absolute bangers. Definitely. Uh, right. So let's let's get some Yummy Gatos in. Yummy Gatos. Right, Dave will come to you again then. Yummy Gato vibe on the Madge Rule. Right on the Madge Rule. My Yummy Gato slicing up of the dicings and the slicings. In the slicings I'm dishing this these emergency numbers up nine slices out of ten slices nine woofed well, I suppose it is your pick so I shouldn't really be surprised but uh, aye, that's, aye that's a high score it's a uh, like this is one of the now we like some you go through a phase of your life and you've you don't listen to that many Screamo albums and you maybe have like two that you in my rotation probably ever that I kept listening to and going back to um, City Caterpillar was a constant majority of it was one of like two or three other ones that always kind of remained in there I would listen to it um, fairly regularly I just think it's uh, <clears throat> I don't want to do the, the cliche thing and say it's like the oh there's nothing like it man because like obviously we're, that's why we're doing like we're picking one of these albums we're picking these albums because we think they're they're, yeah. they're probably the best at the moment now they're the best that the bands have had this band just the album just combined so much of what I was into at the time of music I pure loved how much it was politically charged I pure loved the variance of the vocals I loved how atmospheric some of the the quiet and the heavy bits were. I loved how heavy heavy it was as well. Um, it's just it's up there with one of the. It's in my. I I'd say it's in my. It's in my top ten of the entire like hardcore. If I'm picking like screamo hardcore like all these, it's in my top ten. Yeah. It's definitely in my top five screamo albums. In terms of hardcore in general, it's up there in the top ten, man. It's. Aye. It's this is a like god tier screamo for me. Brilliant. Okay, uh, that's right. So that's Dave then. So Tam, what do you think? Um, on this, yummy, yummy gato. Um, I'm going to give emergency numbers seven slices. Yummy gato. Um, I love majority rule. Like I, I really do love majority rule and there's been points various points in my life where I've I've stuck on a majority rule record and felt good about 
about life. It's a it's a fucking really cringe thing to say, but there's there, there's something about the sound that they that they bring and the emotions that it brings out in me when I when I listen to it. That it just it does. It's cathartic. It makes me feel better than I, I felt before I before I listened to it. Um, I I love Emergency Numbers. I think it's a really solid album. It's not my favorite uh, majority rule album. I think interviews with David Frost is is slightly, slightly better. Um, having said that, listening to it this week and reading the lyrics and getting into the, like picking them and picking through it and the minutiae of the, each individual song, I, I I love this album. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll love it forever more. Seven slices, funny. What you saying, it, my man? Seven slices for you, right? Cool. Um, yeah, actually. Loved listening to this album this week. Like, definitely loved it more. Um, I've grown to love it more, just from like when I listened to it back in the day. Um, I think I'll probably give it six. Um, because I think I, I like interviews with David Frost uh, slightly more. Um, but. I think I interviews with David Frost is probably my favourite like standout uh, majority rule release, but this is like this is a good fucking album. Um, so yeah, I'll give it six. Outstanding. That's a pretty solid score for the old for the old mad rule. Right. Okay. That's the yummy gato section done with. Uh, so let's move on to talk about the time that uh, Dave and Tam seen them live in Berlin. Uh, Tam, you want to kick us off with the time you saw them live? The times. Um, 2018, 27th of July. <clears throat> Shock Aladdin. Shock Aladdin, eh? Um, was the venue which is in Mitte, um, in Berlin. Just off Torstrasse, you feel me? Believe it or not, a former chocolate factory. Like how, actual true story. How did it no melt? How did, how <laughs> did it no melt? Is where you're going with this. Um, so I, unbelievable scenes. Two thousand. I don't know when we learned that majority of were coming to Europe, but we learned they were coming to Europe, and we celebrated um, that they weren't um, coming to the UK, and we were absolutely delighted to see that they were playing Berlin on a weekend and we promptly booked, booked our tickets and, and got ourselves over there. Um, brilliant, brilliant weekend. Dave, initial memories, what, what's your thoughts for that, that gig? Initial memories were just, again, they can't, just to reiterate the elation that they'd booked Berlin at a weekend and I felt like it was a, it was a personal, like a personal message from the lads themselves, like <laughs> Berlin at a weekend. Um, it was absolutely roasting. Ah, it was purely thirty four degrees. Aye, it was the hottest I've ever like. I'm a, I'm a, for people who've never seen me, a pasty ginger guy from uh, from West Central Scotland. <laughs> like I've got the whitest and most burnable skin you've ever seen in your whole life. Thirty four degrees is the hottest temperature I've ever experienced in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was dying. Tam Tam sunburns in the moonlight. Aye. <laughs> so like you can imagine him cowering in sh- shop like doors 
uh, creep, try to creep like, uh, like would you from umbrella it? to umbrella. Aye, like oh, the, like the pink, the like the pink like panther, ginger pure. vampire from Berlin shop, <laughs> some Berlin shop awning to Berlin shop awning, pure sleeking through. <laughs> um, actually, like a bit like a vampire, to be fair, a screamo vampire. Um, finally made it, sunburnt at his napper to Chocolada uh, and aye, so so hot, small venue, uh, multi-cult I think was the support um, and then we were like, <laughs> my, remember of, my memory of getting to the venue was it was so packed that and it was so warm that when you went to walk in the doorway the heat sort of like slapped you in the face like opening an oven so apologies to multi-cult but I didn't actually watch multi-cult I could not get first of all couldn't get in because it was too full and also the heat would not allow humans to enter that doorway Uh, but as soon as multi-cult finished I remember I was going like right let's go in and honestly man Majority rule were stunning. So it's, it's that thing we said earlier on. Like it was, it was astounding how few of them there were. I was in the same boat as you, Dave. I thought there was, I thought there was hundreds of them, just by how big, how big their sound was. So then there was, there was three folks stood in a stage. If I'm, if I'm right, there was no, there was no fourth member. Nah, just three. just the three of them. Um, so my personal memories for the gig, everything you say, roasting, like so hot I mean you, you, I remember getting a beer and it was when the guy put it in my hand it was cold and within 10 seconds it was like a cup of tea <laughs> unbelievable man and so we went to the, the space we were playing really cool wee venue like dark a, a very very small stage it wasn't uh. really raised up at all for the crowd um, and, and towards the back of the back of the room there was a couple of steps and we, we, we stood up on the on, on the steps so we could have had a, a view over the 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 group of folk there. Maybe I don't know what a couple of hundred people there, something like that. It was it's not a massive venue, nah. so so not so not a lot of people. And and majority of all came on and played every song I wanted them to play. Aye. Like they just they, they they came in and I mean I don't know I've not got the set list in front of me, all the songs they played, but the songs I wanted to hear for um, interviews with David Frost, the songs I wanted to hear for emergency numbers, and and I mean the the, the sound was perfect. Like the how you how you can make that that sound with with three people is is amazing to me, um, and I really really great gig. Well, like I, th- I think uh, it's worth pointing out. Like so, Dave mentioned this last week. His friend Reza. And if I'm kind of like Gary, will probably be angry for me for if I get this wrong. But Gary wasn't really wasn't really a majority rule fan. Kinda probably was up for a bit of a trip to Berlin and yeah. oh, what's this majority rule band? I I check him out as well. Yeah, and he was like, ah, oh, they are that was phenomenal. Like like Dave was saying last week in the page in the episode that Reza, his friend who has no like absolutely no scrams yeah. back catalogue would was like oh my god that majority rule band they were phenomenal like they have that 
power like that they're so tight and so powerful right. so like um, so good I just so good live man I thought they were tremendous I came away they were thinking they were much 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 better like I was there we were there obviously to see them for Glasgow to Berlin and I, they, they exceeded my expectations I was so grateful that I've got a chance to see them um, yeah. and I so mean good, man. superlatives galore we could use but I mean at the end of the day um, I'm sure if you were in majority rule you'd be quite pleased that a bunch of idiots had booked flights from Glasgow to Berlin specifically to come and see you in the hottest room in the hottest room ever ever, um, they, ever existed they should remember the room surely they remember oh, how hot so, it was man so sweaty I, I, I think we should also say just where we we'd spoken about the venue that that shock aladdin place like that's a i mean from from the time we were there and from what i've read about the place i mean an, a, an amazing venue in space obviously been hit hard like every venue that in a bunch of venues that we are close to like the 13th note Aye. i'm thinking about sleazies i'm thinking about all these glasgow venues that have put on shows for bands that that we love that are going through a ridiculously tough time just now and i mean i i, I don't know what i'm saying here other than the, we, we, we respect what you're doing and we hope, that you, we hope i think you're say, what us. you're saying is see as soon as it's possible you go to a gig everybody go to a fucking gig i get your ass go out out gig. Gig. even if even and I, I i'm i'm taking this message i'm taking that as well what you're saying Tamma. like will i go to that ah oh, mate nah like actually now go yeah. Like go to the gig, yeah. go to the show, because yeah. um, uh, like mo- uh, a lot of them are dona- like donation only. Most of them, most of them are donation only. Like, go to the show, man. See if you're in any doubt, go to the show. Yeah. Go to the show. You you you, you uh, won't regret it, man. Go These see places. your mates' band. Go go see a band that you know. Go see the local gigs. Go help out your local venues. Aye. Eh? Uh, and basically, like um, I know that the page ninety nine um, were from those messages that you were getting like page 99 and majority rule tour together just want to reiterate just one more time if it wasn't clear right Berlin on a Saturday Berlin on a Saturday just a weekend <laughs> a Saturday you know what I mean like um, days off either I mean I totally of course come to UK but I dare say we'll try and get to one of them as well more than one maybe but listen lads <laughs> honestly girls lads um, Berlin a weekend mon please let's go so i i think i think that is a really good a good point to end on like uh, the, the the live live venues md can be in a screamo band and md can write write music and scream into a mic about whatever they want to scream about but it doesn't happen unless there's a place for you to play that music and just now we're in a time that the the places that we've all taken for granted as we're coming up, as as kids and, and 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 people playing in bands are under threat. So we really need to um, gather round and, and and put our arms around them as we come out of the pandemic. Like Finney says, go to a show, um, even if it's a band you don't think you like, go to a show, support your local venue, um, in Dundee, Conroy's basement, get your asses there. In Glasgow, multiple, multiple venues support any DIY show that you can. Um, and I think that's a good message. If you're in Berlin, shock Aladdin. Get done. Shock Aladdin, man. Amazing. That's 
that's the fucking message we want to put out there. But so, right. Well, all that's left for us to say then really is how you can follow us and uh, get in touch with us. So, if you want to follow us on Twitter, follow us at Scrams P, mate. And if no, you want Scrams P without the mate, just Scrams P. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> right, just Scrams P. That's P, mate. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, follow us at. Just, just, just at Scrams Jams. Why have you got him doing this? I don't know. Do you remember like a few weeks ago you said, right, Dave, you do it, you're better than Tam? I sang it a wee bit, but I felt bad about and it. Now, so... now for the last few weeks been, it's pure shit. Right, anyway. Next week, next week, next week you can do it, right? Right. It's just for real. <laughs> <laughs> right. Follow us on Facebook at a scra- at Scrams Jams, a screamo podcast. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous, man. At 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 Scrams, at 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 Scrams. At the old, okay. At the old Scrams Jams, a screamo podcast. Lat love. Give us a follow on Spotify and Apple, and give us a review on Apple if you want to. Listen, man. See if you don't leave your comments and yummy getter scores in the comment sections, man. We will find you, and we will absolutely scram your teeth out. Do you understand? You hear what we're saying here? <laughs> Sick it, man. Right. Okay. <laughs> right, okay. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs>